Chapter Twenty Two of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Elger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Two The Captain of the Osprey. Guy, my son, said Captain Grover, his face lighting up with unmistakable joy. It does me good to see you again. Why, you're quite two inches taller than when we parted at Bombay yes captain i think i have grown returned guy complacently when did you get back only last week you are here almost as soon as i have you got through working for mr saunders oh no i am still in his employ i went to england to attend to some business for him and i am now in america on the same errand and does he make it worth your while yes answered guy smiling i won't go into particulars i haven't done that even with my father i will tell you however that since i have been home i have paid off a five hundred dollar mortgage on the parsonage that is capital evidently mr saunders is a liberal man and i am sure i am very glad not only for your sake but for the sake of my old friend your father how long do you stay in bayport that depends partly upon you how is that i may be your passenger on your next voyage you mean to go back to bombay then yes or at least in that direction how long before you will start well you see guy that isn't an easy question to answer why not captain asked guy puzzled i'll tell you i have been cruising about for about fifteen years without any vacation and i am minded to stay at home for six months at least more especially as my only sister is coming on from wisconsin where she has been living ever since her marriage twenty years since there are only two of us now for all the rest of the family are dead and i may never see her again as she means to go back to wisconsin after her visit i see captain said guy in a tone of disappointment of course i can't blame you but it will interfere with my plans i don't see why that should be guy i can't wait six months you won't need to the osprey will sail just the same as ever but for this one voyage it will have a different commander you ain't set on sailing with me are you i should certainly prefer to sail with you captain but the main reason is that i should be more likely to make the arrangement with you that i desire who is to command the osprey in your place it's an englishman captain john richmond i have seen him but i don't know him very well i am told that he is a thorough seaman however i don't doubt that as your owners have thought fit to employ him but the arrangement i want to make is a very peculiar one and i should feel more sure of doing it if you were to be still in command you puzzle me guy heave ahead and let me know what you are driving at you are going to the house are you not yes i came down to take supper with your father and i may stay overnight if he will keep me he will be delighted to do that it would take me too long to explain myself now but i will go back to new bedford with you tomorrow morning and then we will talk the matter over one thing however i will ask say nothing of it to father as i do not propose to tell him 
is that right guy yes father isn't a practical man as you know and could not advise me in the matter i have talked it over with mr saunders who is a shrewd man of business and i think we can trust to his judgment to be sure to be sure let it lay over till tomorrow then by this time they had reached the parsonage and the minister welcomed his guest with unaffected cordiality well fenwick you are not sorry you trusted guy to me are you no no my old friend nothing but good has come to him he has been wonderfully fortunate and has helped me out of what might have proved a serious trouble ay fenwick he is a good boy i am only sorry that my necessities have robbed the poor boy of his hard earnings i have been blaming myself for my selfishness in accepting it don't worry about that father i have money left as much as i shall need besides i am still in mr saunders employ and am receiving a liberal salary by the way guy said the captain how much are you receiving i would tell you if i knew captain grover but the amount has not been decided upon i am sure of one thing that it will be large besides i am authorized to draw what i need it is wonderful that a boy of guy's age should be so trusted said mr fenwick true but mr saunders is under the strongest of obligations to him how is that didn't guy tell you that he had saved his employer's life no answered the minister in great surprise why didn't you tell me guy it didn't come into my mind father you are modest guy said the captain on the contrary i might have wished father to understand that it was my business ability that influenced mr saunders to offer me employment the story was told and it was clear that it made mr fenwick more than ever proud of guy besides added captain grover if guy had not shown business ability he would not have been trusted with so important a commission guy did not tell the captain of the thousand pounds which had been given him by mr saunders as part compensation for a share in the island treasure he did not care that any one should know the extent of his good fortune besides if things went well and the expedition which he was arranging should prove successful he hoped to secure a considerably larger sum this however was not certain but whichever way things turned out the five thousand dollars were his and he wouldn't be expected to return them even if he got no more he would feel amply repaid for his trouble in examining his uncle george's chest nothing more was said during the evening about business the next morning after breakfast guy notified his father that he would go up to new bedford with captain grover upon this the minister made no comment he had come to look upon guy as his own master considering that he had already visited india and england this was not surprising although guy still lacked several years of his majority End of chapter 22